Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Guardian. So, Jordan, Erica. <laughs> we are talking about the maker culture, and we are talking about do-it-yourself mm-hmm. tech, build-it-yourself tech. Do you ever make your own tech? Interestingly, I actually spent the last weekend building a piano out of cardboard that you combine with a Nintendo Switch games console, and it plays actual music. So, I guess technically, yeah, I do build things out of tech. And are you the next big world-renowned pianist from it? Uh, no. No, I'm not. I can play the Rugrats theme tune and a bit of the Harry Potter theme tune and that's about it. But no, it's really cool. You can kind of layer tracks and stuff. Say someone who was better. The other day, a friend told me that her tech-savvy dad has used the Raspberry Pi, a small and very cheap computer, to build all sorts of creative projects, like a bark-activated door-opening system that allowed the family dog to let herself out for her morning pee. Maker culture is on the rise. This kind of tech-based extension of DIY, do-it-yourself culture, covers things like 3D printing and robotics, and basically involves learning how to make physical things yourself. Many view it as a movement against consumerism, a way to avoid just being a passive user of tech, with all that entails. You know, if you're under the age of 35, you spend on average a third of your waking hours uh, on your smartphone a day. And half of that usage, according to the uh, British Journal of Psychology, is unconscious. You don't even know you're doing it, right? But it's not just people who work in tech, like my friend's dad, who are participating in maker culture. As technology improves, people and companies are coming up with ways to make this kind of DIY practice more accessible, even to children. I'm Jordan Erica Weber, and this is Chips with Everything. I'm Esme, and I'm nine. I'm Shanaz, I'm eleven. I'm Shanaz, and I'm. I'm Arafat, and I'm eleven. I'm Jakob, and I am ten. I'm Zion, and I'm ten. Great. Okay, I'll try that again. Um, I'm Alex Klein. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Kana.
So Kano actually started because of a challenge from my six-year-old cousin Mika. Um, I was sort of wandering between the worlds of journalism and academia and I discovered this board, this little brain called the Raspberry Pi, this $35 chipset. Um, and in we talked to Alex in our studio and then my producer Danielle Stevens and I went to meet some year six students who were using Kano kits to ask them what it's like to build computers rather than just use them. Okay, so these kits are kind of wedge-shaped. Um, so there's a tablet that's kind of propped up on this wedge-shaped kind of clear plastic backing that has all of the components in it. I guess so that you can see exactly what goes inside one of these. So you can see kind of circuit boards and lots of wires. And it's all very brightly coloured, which I imagine helps to make it appealing to kids. What do you think? Do you think it'd be better if it was black and white? No. 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 <laughs> So how do the kits actually work? Can you draw me a picture? Sure. So you get a beautiful, bright box. Um, you open it up. You pull out a storybook, uh, kind of reminiscent of a comic book or a manga. Like On each page of the storybook, there's a step. Um, each step has you pulling a, a component out of the box and, and plugging it in. You know, the computer's brain, its memory card, its speaker, its cables... Um, a, a ring of lights. Uh, you put it all together with your hands and slowly the chips start to warm up. It starts to make sound. It starts to flash. All of a sudden the software comes to life. You see uh, a little prompt on the screen, you know, hey Jordan, I I'm Kano, thanks for bringing me to life. Um, let's go down the rabbit hole. Type CD rabbit hole. You type the Linux terminal command, you dive into the computer's brain. From there, you open up and unlock a world of kind of creative challenges that let you hack Minecraft, hack Pong, hack Snake, you know, make a little Kanye West beat or melody, all using a code that has been used by the software. Can one of you tell me what it's actually like to use one of these kits? So what do you actually do with it? Um. Like we code on the kits and like you you might think that it's really complex but it's actually really easy and because they give step to step um, info of how to do it. Do you think this is like Lego? Because they talk about it being like Lego on the website. Do you think it's similar or do you think it's different? Different, definitely. How? What makes it different? Sometimes you have like flat pieces. Sometimes you don't have instructions and you just use your mind to do it. Like computers, if you just use your mind to figure out what to make, you might put the wrong plug in the wrong place. Mm. That's very smart. Okay, so this looks like Minecraft plus coding. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what are you doing here? This one, we're coding how to make it into a clear space. Into a clear space. Okay, oh, so you're clearing the space so you've got somewhere to build. So we've done it, and then press C. But we have to go somewhere thingy, man. So on screen I can see it looks like the regular Minecraft game, but then you've got things like it says press tab to hack Minecraft, which is quite cool. And press C, then it's gone clear. Wow, that would be really handy in regular Minecraft. You just press C and the whole space is cleared. You can fly as well <laughs> by pressing double space. Okay, so what kinds of things would you want to do in Minecraft with coding? Um, I know there's not in it, but like build stuff that you can't really build in this. So like building cars, everything like that. <laughs> and what does, what does Hack Minecraft let you do? 
uh, it tells you what you can make. Okay, so what can you make? Um, so you can make like houses with the instruction, a TNT tower. So I can see this this coding screen here. Then can you explain to me what that is and what these what these blocks here are? Oh, so the blocks they say. Oh, so it's saying to craft and um, go to the craft section, and then it, it says to get which one you want. Then you want to put it there, so then you can start making the stuff that you want it to be. So I, um, I don't know what I'm making though. Um, but but you can change. So you can change these numbers here, yeah. which I think are called variables. Yeah. Is that right? And then you change it, change it, and then it tells you you're doing it right, and then finish the coding off, and then you made it. Like the thing with Hackmango, like if you're not bothered, like um coding is there with you so like if you want to like, make a really really big house but then it takes loads and loads and loads and loads of blocks you can use hack minecraft um to build around the base and hack minecraft just makes the house for you while using code to see how wide it is how tall it is and uh, what the blocks are so it's really good coding so this has kind of shown you that what coding is for is to make things easier for you is that right yeah Okay, so here we are on Make Art. Oh, and this looks even more complicated than the Minecraft one, which was just blocks of code. You're actually typing in the code yourself. Gosh, it's kind of like painting by numbers, except yeah. code. <laughs> Gosh, that's so incredible. Okay, so what does it say here? It says color yellow, stroke black. Okay, so you're, that's how you pick the color that you're drawing in. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you type next? I'm going to type how to um, make a circle that's the size of 200. Okay. So it's coming up with system error there. What do you do when that happens? Um, it means that you've typed in something wrong and you have to go back and draw it again, um, type it in again the correct way. Do you find that helpful that it tells you when you've got things wrong? Yeah. And also it's um, in the corner it has hint. So if you don't know how to type it um, correctly, you press it and it has all the instructions um, that you've done and also the one that you need to correct. Thank you, Esme, that was awesome. Yeah, your products are so clearly oh, so educational, these kits. So how do you make that appealing to children? I think people are growing tired of the kind of vapid, shallow screen time that like bread and circuses, content consumption, end of the movie Wally, where you know the robots go up in space and find the human race kind of strapped to their chairs in satellites being force-fed food and and videos on ipad screens i feel like you know for us it's great that the the products emanate this 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 educational purpose because it's there i mean it comes from the original challenge you know we are in you know over three thousand educational institutions today but you know the the majority of our sales are to consumers, you know, more than 80% is, you know, parents, kids, people buying it to make a computer, to make their own version of Minecraft or Pong or Snake, to, you know, uh, to change uh, how imagery or music flow with a simple line of code. It's good play and valuable um, time to make. And I think that's the big change from when I was a kid, when you know, video games were very linear. You know, it was about a campaign, you know, slay successively 
more serious levels of bad guys until you reach the big boss. Now it's much more decentralized, much more cooperative. So these children seem to enjoy getting stuck in and learning how to build computers themselves. But what about the adults who have grown up using computers but never really had this experience of learning how they work? So I didn't, hadn't got any knowledge in computing or any IT. And the Canon kits for me as a teacher was just great because I was watching them, I was following the instructions, helping them do it myself. And it's a really great base if you don't have any knowledge into coding or into computing or technology. And it just makes you feel at ease and that it's not as difficult as it seems. We'll talk about that more after this break. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at borough.com slash ACAST. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Here at The Guardian, we love podcasts. Not only do we make dozens of award winners ourselves, but we also write about our favourite podcasts from around the world too. Every week, our column, Here, Here, that's here, as in hearing, and here, as in where, comes out filled with recommendations from you, our listeners. We sift through them all to find the hidden gems that the podcasting world has to offer. These podcasts are often small yet mighty productions, which you probably wouldn't find highlighted on your usual podcatchers. So, if you're looking for your next podcast or have one that you want to share with the world, sign up for our weekly Hear Hear newsletter at theguardian.com forward slash podmail and send us an email at podcasts at theguardian.com. Welcome back to Chips with Everything. I'm Jordan Erica Weber. Before the break, I met some year six students in the Cano offices in London who showed me some of the cool things they're creating with these DIY computer kits. But what do the people teaching these kits think about products like Cano? And how does this kind of build-it-yourself approach fit into computer education? Okay, yeah, so do you wanna just give your name on what you do? I am Samantha Geach. I'm the year four teacher at Christchurch and I'm also the computing lead. I'm Alan Sue. I'm at Willowbrook Primary and one of the class teachers for year six. We are just using the Kenner kits now um, for coding and using um, different types of programs like Scratch and Hack Minecraft. Uh, mainly for coding, uh, but we're trying to get our school 
uh, into more physical computing as well. Um, Cano is a good start for introducing physical computing. What did you think of the Cano kits when you first saw them? So I didn't, hadn't got any knowledge in computing or any IT and the Cano kits for me as a teacher was just great because I was watching them, I was following the instructions, helping them do it myself and it's a really great base if you don't have any knowledge into coding or into computing or technology and it just makes you feel at ease and that it's not as difficult as it seems. Yeah, I've been um, interested in Cano since their Kickstart campaign in 2015 uh, when I first read about them in The Guardian. And as the new curriculum wanted uh, the primary schools to have physical computing elements in their curriculum as well as coding elements, uh, as I say, Cano is just the perfect um, uh, product for uh, primary schools to use. Yeah, so obviously you've you've only got a limited number of kids in Cano Club and stuff and presumably a limited number of kits. What do you think of the cost of these kits? Do you think they're reasonable or do you think it might be a barrier for some people? I think definitely in the demographics of our school, the cost of the kit if you're buying it um, single time is really expensive. I think we've been really lucky enough to have the opportunity to work with Kano and to be able to have the kits accessible to us and the children to each have their own. Um... Let's talk about that notion of only a privileged few understanding these things. Some of Cano's products seem quite expensive. Is it the case that this path to better tech literacy is only available to the kind of small few who can afford it? So we do make the software free. You can download uh, our operating system, Cano OS, that runs on the Raspberry Pi and has all the content completely for, for free on our website. Uh, all of our web-based tools, you know, Make Arts, uh, Cano Code, which let you do things like, you know, create your own photo filter uh, with a simple algorithm. So, you know, don't just use Snapchat's pre-packaged filter that makes your face look like a fox, you know, make your own. Like, um, all of that we make available for free for, for that reason. Um, design is an essential part of access, but so is, is price. Um, I actually think that you know, using t- tools like Cano, Code Academy, Scratch, and others, you can get a really good grounding in this stuff without laying down a, a pound, a pence, a dollar, or a cent. Um, that said, you know, if you want an end-to-end experience that opens up the physical dimension of computing um, and lets you, you know, hack your own hardware, build a computer, um, you know, mess with sensors, and start building inventions in the real world, you know, we do recommend getting a kit. How different would you say the computing curriculum is now than it was, say, when you were at school? Um, I was of the generation with Eben Upton, uh, uh, co-founder of or founder of the Raspberry Pi. Um, so he and I were kind of uh, into our ZX Spectrums and BBC Microbits. And my dad said to me, you'll never get into computers. Computing will never take off. But sure enough, it has. Um, going to an all-girls school, um, computing wasn't one of the main subjects that we were taught and it was also um, quite frowned upon where I was from to go into any technology-based um, subjects. Um, I was in probably the Microsoft, so we were learning Excel, Word, PowerPoint presentation, just simple uses um, for everyday life, making documents, but never coding, gaming or anything to do with the, with the IT side. So why do you think it's so important then not just to teach kids pre-vocational skills, like you said, like how to program, but to kind of break down exactly how this tech works? Why is that important? It's about democracy, I think, at the end of the day. Um, 
you know, if you're under the age of 35, you spend on average a third of your waking hours uh, on your smartphone a day. And half of that usage, according to the uh, British Journal of Psychology, is unconscious. You don't even know you're doing it, right? Um, these algorithms, these, uh, you know, this rhythm and flow of data, uh, that's the modern uh, infrastructure of society. You know, that's the way your mind moves. That's how you pass ideas back and forth. That's how you determine what is and isn't true. When those systems and structures are only understood and controlled by a 1% of 1% in the in privileged places like Facebook, like Apple, like Google, you create a very centralized um, society in which um, the rest of us are just sort of waiting for the latest wacky, flashy doohickey. You know, we we don't have control over the core elements that make up our society and allow us to make choices as free people. So beyond the the kind of, hey, learn to code, get a job, become a millionaire, I think it's more about um, learning how the world works and being a 21st century citizen and feeling and actually being in control of your life. What kinds of advantages do you think these kids get from using these kits that will benefit them when they grow up and enter the workforce? Um, I think it really deepens their understanding of why and how technology is used and also because we are in a ever-changing environment with technology it just gives them the basics and any field that they go into are going to be using all types of software and hardware and this enables them to have the confidence to go out there and say I'm actually going to try and be an engineer because I've got some knowledge in this and, I'm, and I have the confidence to do so. It's giving the children that we work with an absolute edge over their competitors uh, because it's enabling them to uh, develop a commercially viable and successful pieces of software. Okay, how about this? How does Cano Club compare to some of your other lessons? Don't worry about the fact that your teachers are here. <laughs> How about, like, do you like Cano Club better than maths, for instance? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Even though maths is my best subject, but still. I'd like to thank Alex Klein, Samantha Geach, and Alan Choi, and of course, Arafat, Jakob, Shanaz, and Esme for talking to us this week. Before we end the show, here's our interesting and rather strange tech fact from the week. A French-born American man, Jean-Noël Friedman, is suing the French government for cyber-squatting and for what he calls reverse domain name hijacking for the domain France.com. Friedman bought the domain back in 1994, but in 2017 a court order determined that it violated French trademark law and France.com was handed over to the French Ministry of Foreign Affairs, without Friedman being told. Now, he's fighting to get it back. That's it for this week. If you have any fun tech facts, questions or feedback on the show, and if you have any ideas for cool digital stories that we should cover in future episodes, email us at our very own new email address, chipspodcast at theguardian.com. I'm Jordan Erica Weber. Thanks for listening. 
For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts. A third of students are less than happy about their university choice, new research by EY has revealed. The findings suggest that a digital rethink is essential to meet the expectations of students and staff. Universities can address this by putting the needs of the people they serve at the heart of their digital strategies. Learn more about the future of human-centered higher education at theguardian.com forward slash transforming higher education. This message was paid for by EY.